Dan, we have we w- want your opinion on this. I have a, a new idea for a prank. Stephen inspired me. Stephen on his travels inspired me. Which is basically, you have to tell someone, hey, do you want to see the waterfall? Then when they say yes, you pee on them. Huh, I so. think it's less a prank and more potentially sexual assault, depending on how people want to frame it. I think that's sexual assault. I wouldn't come if someone pissed on me. That shows how vanilla you are. But those of <laughs> those of us who are of the, of the deviant variety <laughs> would definitely conflate the two. The same pee goes in the toilet. That's disgusting. I what what is the body but the toilet of the body? Fair. It's fair and it's true. Right, I'm well, just saying. He doesn't go in the bedroom. He hasn't been in the bedroom for me since I was a child. <laughs> so I, I've spent the last 15 to 20 minutes unable to access the internet, and it turns out what fixes it is uninstalling McAfee. Oh, so it's, it's, what? It's, it's great, it's it's great when you're... An- your, it's probably just been blocked by your firewall. Yeah, but I mean, I wasn't using McAfee anyway, so it's easier just to uninstall it and get something better. Less John weird. McAfee is John McAfee is fucking up our podcast from Beyond the Grave. God fucking damn it! It's a good That's thing he's running. good thing he's secure in hell because if he wasn't, I'd get him right fucking now, John. Me and you would have a little tussle. <laughs> I'm about to reveal some major truth bombs, some major conspiracy things about how the government controls everything: our health service, housing, the water supply. It all goes to the top. And the waterfall prank. Isn't the problem that they don't actually control it at all? Yeah, that, that's actually what I, yeah, that's the real revelation. <laughs> that's true. We'd probably be better run if we were in a dystopia, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> probably work out better for us if we were in a dystopia. I feel like that's what people in the dystopia said. You know, if it's like the Italians voting for Mussolini, we're like, maybe this would be more efficient. And then <laughs> next thing you know, they're stringing them up and shooting them upside down. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who our who our dictatorial leader who we string up upside down would be, though. Oh, I mean, I guess Varadkar, right? Because he's not even in power now, but he's still in power. He's still the most in power. If you look at every fucking excuse that's been made from over the past year, <laughs> never seen a fucking tarnish to crack the whip on the Taoiseach so fucking much in a long time. Oh, fucking sorry. hell, <laughs> Martin! I need a I need a scapegoat. <laughs> All right, we'll throw this lad of mayo under the bus. It's <laughs> been <laughs> <laughs> the last fucking year in Irish politics. So I mentioned earlier today that I had a game for us to play. Now, where we put this in, this will be my topic for the week. I don't mind. You guys, can we can do it off the bat. We can do it somewhere in the middle. We can. Let's do it off the bat. Off the bat, okay. So I have in front of me a list of the top five franchises of all time. And I was very surprised by this list. Is this a and critical then, list, or is this, like, most highest earning? It's, it's commercial. So I'll tell it's you the, what the highest earning franchise of all time is. It's McDonald's, baby. Uh, well, th- that's a different franchise. These are media oh, franchises. Oh, sorry, are we talking about media Apologies. franchises? Apologies. I see. Yeah, media oh. franchises. I should have clarified that. I pulled up the media franchises. Because, you know, it's easy for a corporation to be gigantic, but when it comes to, like, a franchise, like a media franchise, you know, I was interested. I wanted to know, like, what's, what's like, the top, top? And there's mm. only five media franchises that have made over the $50 billion mark in revenue. Hmm. Um, okay. The lowest one on the list is above 60, but below 70. You want to take above a stab si- at where it is? Did you, say, did you say over 60 billion? Over 60 billion, below 70. This is the, this is the lowest, this is the, the lowest on many, the list of five. How many did you say had made more than a billion? Only oh, more than a billion? There's a lot. But more than fifty billion, there's only more five. Fifty billion. Um, and shockingly, none of them are at the fifty billion mark. <laughs> they're all they're all far above. And what is a franchise like an IP? Like, is that like a shared universe, or is that something like? So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some like... I'm gonna give you some hints, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you a chance to guess. Uh-huh. So number five on this list started in the seventies. So you know it's, it's a good good long old franchise. Not the not the oldest on the list. Not mm. the youngest. Um, it is started as a live action franchise, but it has video games, it has books, it has toys, television shows. I'm sure it has t-shirts, I'm sure it has calendars, it probably even has water bottles. There's everything you can imagine. Um, it's not Harry Potter. It started in the 70s, like I said. I know most people are going to go to Harry Potter. Turf's out. 
Um, the, this, you say this started in the 70s. Started in the 70s. And it's not Star Wars, which started in 69. Star Wars started in the 70s. It came out in 1970. Was Return of the Jedi 1979 or 1971? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're later than you expect. Maybe they're like late I, 70s. I'm pretty sure at least A New Hope came out in the 70s. So actually, I have to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Star Wars. Yeah, I would have gone with Star Wars, but it seems too low. So it's correct. Definitely war. Yeah, we got it. Star Wars. Star Wars is the fifth highest grossing media franchise of all time. Started in 1977. It has an estimated. It has brought in an estimated sixty-eight point seven billion dollars, which is fucking insane. Mm. Uh, and the breakdown is is as follows: They have made forty-two forty-two point two one seven billion dollars through merchandise. Nice. So almost all of it through merchandise, <laughs> not the films. <laughs> almost uh-huh. all of it through merchandise. Uh, at the box office, they've made just under ten and a half billion substantial insane number to think about a movie mm-hmm. um on home video well I don't seven know why movies now well yeah fair but like still movies like it, it's it's crazy to think about like a set of movies nine causing movies. causing that's like you know billion, that's only a billion per movie that's really hard to do dude <laughs> that's really hard to do that's a really hard number to get whatever uh, at home video make, their home video they've <laughs> sold Nine billion dollars worth of home home video um sales. I'm assuming from the same twelve people that buy every fucking release. Mm. Um, they've made five billion dollars off video games. One point eight billion dollars off books. That was a surprising one to me. Didn't expect them book sales to have been that high for Star Wars. To be quite honest, I'd be in, I'd be interested to see is that um is that all like the extended universe shit or is that like novelizations of the film? I'd imagine it's all of it being... combined. Because I remember my dad had like the novelization of the Phantom Menace, and it was done by your man Terry Brooks, so like the guy mm. from Sword of Shinara, who was a fairly big, you know, big deal in the sci-fi fantasy community. So they like they did go fucking all in on um I, on those I mean, novelizations. They did two billion dollars for sets of books. Now I know there's an awful lot of books in the series. I understand, but two billion dollars for books, very very good. TV TV revenue. Two hundred million dollars. <laughs> what? <laughs> the TV shows for Star Wars have made almost nothing. <laughs> They've made what more about, money about, off the shitty Star Wars novels than they did off the TV shows. What about streaming? Does that include like the Mandalorian and stuff? I suppose. Uh, I I wouldn't imagine so because that's now all under Disney Plus, which I don't know how they break that down. Um, but yeah, uh, Star Wars number five, sixty-eight point seven billion dollars. Congratulations, George Lucas. Well, I mean, the, I'm just just thinking about it, like the Star Wars franchise never produced a blockbuster sitcom like Friends or whatever, you know. So true, no, true. But I would, I, mean, I would have just thought I mean, that, they like, sure tried. <laughs> although I guess as well, if you think about it, and I, I didn't really think about it before, but I guess they don't really have that many TV shows either. Hmm. Like before the Mandalorian, what was their like their their you know their most like acclaimed Clone TV Wars show? It, show? Yeah. Which were five minutes long and literally played in between ads of other shows until they, they were, came out on DVD altogether. They were great, though. They were great, but like you think about it, and you're like, oh, these were five minute shorts that literally played in ad breaks. So yeah, of course that, they didn't make that. And they had that, that shitty 3D version of that show. Yeah, that came out. Uh, I think that came out after the movie with Stinky. I think that's how that's got spawned. Um, I don't think Stinky was a part of the show, though. If that Stinky, if that makes Stinky anyone feel better, Stinky the Hut. <laughs> $68 billion, Stinky the Hut. <laughs> okay, here's my question. Are the rest yeah. of them all also going to have entries as embarrassing as Stinky the Hut? Because anything that's earned this much money has to have like hundreds of iterations and the odds are eventually someone's going to completely fucking lose all of their reason and taste and approve as Stinky. Have you seen um, the way that they crowbar Spider-Man into the MCU? Fair. Also, shouts out to uh, Sony for having the balls to cast Woody Harrelson as a fucking villain in his, I guess, his <laughs> 90s at this stage. <laughs> and also, also not like, if you're going to cast someone old and use makeup and CGI to make them look young, can you just cast someone young? Are we not beyond this point? Because Woody Harrelson doesn't look like a young guy in the film. He looks like an old guy in the film with a fucking wig on. Because he's an old guy with a wig on. They should have cast Nidge as Thanos. 
They should have cast Nidge as a not even not even in his MCU persona, just as Nidge. <laughs> Give me the fucking gauntlet. I <laughs> <laughs> will end uh, you. <laughs> he snaps his That's fingers and turns all of Dublin into coke. End game. <laughs> uh, he snaps the gauntlet and just summons a fucking crowbar to start swinging at fucking Captain America. Um, <laughs> all right. Next up on the list, number four. Uh, a lot, a lot earlier. Started in 1928. And um, oh. it has. Has box office, it has box office, home video sales, and retail sales in, that make up its uh, its its total earnings, uh-huh. um, and it's above the seventy million uh, seventy billion dollar mark. But I'm not gonna going forward. I'm not gonna give you any numbers. I'm gonna tell you numbers after the fact. All right. Is it okay? So if it's twenties, I think yeah. it's a comic book that okay. starts. Is it like um, DC? Uh, no. Fuck. I thought that was such but, a clever guess. But maybe it's maybe it's a different company that owns comic books or, you know, or has produced a comic book or two. Is it the other one? Is it Marvel? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay, so it's not because you said yes or no. I'm just, um, I'm just, I'm, you know, started in the 20s. Just get this is the, this is the fourth biggest media <laughs> franchise of all time and it started in the 20s. That's that's a pretty good clue to go on, and you can ask questions. You've room, you've room for questions. It did it start doing the thing that beca- it became big for, like y- yes. Okay, so it's not like Nintendo starting making playing cards and then shifting massively in the eighties. No, no, no. It's it started with what it is, or what what you would what you'd probably know it for. Is it? The Anglo-American propaganda complex that culminates in Call of Duty. It's not surprisingly. That I was number guess. six on the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, does it start? Did it start in the twenties making movies? I, I mean, I don't think I'd say movie, but you're not too far off. Like shorts, but I'd say shorts. Shorts a good way to put it. That's probably a good way to phrase it. Ah. <sighs> See, when I, I was expecting it to be something like James Bond, but I think that didn't come in until like, I don't no. even think that was written uh, until the 50s. Yeah, it's 50s. No, no, no. He was too busy. Ian Fleming was too busy learning how to hate women in the, in the, in yeah. the late 1930s. I, I think I did, I did look up, I did look <laughs> up James Bond. This is how you do it. I did look up James Bond. It is on the list a lot further down, but James Bond started, I believe, in 1953. Yeah. Well, the first movie is in 53, I think. Or certainly brings out novels around that, doesn't he? Uh, I think it's novels. 1953 is when James Bond officially starts, according to this. Mm-hmm. Um, if it makes you, if it helps at all, it, oh, as a clue. I have a question. I have a question okay. for you. Give us a clue. Um, is there a significant gap between the first and second major media products in this franchise? Um, that's a good question. That's a very good question. I would say pro- probably... Maybe not like tremendously significant, but I'd say it's probably pretty significant. A gap of over a decade. Uh, I I wouldn't go that far. No, let me see if I can get. Um, see if I can get you an exact time here. Okay, so uh, I was completely wrong. The gap looks like it's about a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was miles off. I thought it would have been at least two years. It's a month and a half. <laughs> Okay. Has has there been a movie done recently on this on on in this franchise? Um. Wait 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 wait. wait. Is it Disney? Yes, it is Disney. <laughs> so good. Uh, so uh, I was because I, I was thinking um you know what's fucking old and I was imagining fucking like Beauty and the Beast or the old versions of those like they didn't make a franchise of that unless Disney also I guess completely forgot that like Mickey Mouse was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mickey Mouse spinning the wheel on his on his on his boat. Is that a guess? Uh, isn't that your guess, Don? I thought it was the right answer. Didn't, didn't you just say? Didn't you just say that was the right answer? Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. You cut off there in the middle. Yeah, it is. It is Mickey Mouse. It is. It is Mickey <laughs> Mickey Mouse and Friends. Is exactly what they've called it, and oh, it's okay. the fourth biggest media franchise in history. Um and. As you can expect, 
almost all of the money brought in <laughs> actually like 99% of the money brought in is purely retail sales and nothing <laughs> to do with the movies or anything else uh, it has made 79 and a half billion dollars through retail 457 million dollars through the box office 293 million dollars through home video sales and has made 80.3 billion dollars total are, since are its counting, inception are they counting the theme parks or did they just not make money I don't think they're counting the theme parks because they... Well, I'm sure Disney makes a fucking fortune, but no, I don't think they're counting the theme parks. But also the theme park, Disneyland's not really Mickey Mouse. Disneyland is like mm. just like a mishmash of stuff. Mm. Um, I really want to go to a... I want to go to a Disneyland all of a sudden. Do you want to come? I went to, to, I went to Universal. Do you, to Alton, do you want to go to Alton Towers next month? I can't go next month, dude. I'm getting married. <laughs> not all fucking month, you're not. No, but I'm busy for the first two weeks of the month. Then me and you are going to see the offspring. How long do you think how long do you think this offspring gig is gonna be? It's like one night. Yeah. And what happens four days just, later? I'm going up to get married. <laughs> just take two days off work, it'd be fun. Take <laughs> two days off the wedding, be a little bit late. Um, okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna move on to number three, which is a little bit misleading because I think number three and number four are technically tied. For, for how much money they've made according to this. So, I mean, I guess Tree and is Mickey, just favorite. And Mickey Mouse point. is only fourth? God Mickey damn. Mouse is only fourth. There, mm. I was surprised by what's number one, but I was also surprised about one of the top three not being higher. Hmm. So, are these inflation adjusted? Uh, I don't think so. I think these are just everything thrown together. All time. Well, of course, yeah. yeah. Because what am, I, what am I talking about? The sales last over the entire lifetime of the franchise. Mickey Mouse would have like nine trillion fucking dollars at this point. Trillion <laughs> dollars. <laughs> um, I mean, technically, Mickey Mouse would own every franchise in fucking history at this point, right? Um, so we're moving on to number three. Uh, number three is made up of box office, DVD, and Blu-ray sales. They're very specific about that for some reason. Mm. And retail sales. Um, and it came out in 1924. 1924. 1924. I'm going to reiterate my guess from before. Is that like DC or Marvel? Uh, it could be. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a clue. It started as a book. 1924. So is it... Uh, when did The Hobbit come out? Not oh, I have no clue. Hobbit came out, not, came out not... around the, like early 1950s, I would have said. That's when C.S. Lewis and Thing were hanging around. Is it Tolkien? Early fifties. Maybe maybe Tolkien wrote it, wrote it before the Second World War, but I know the. Did I say writ? Yeah. Tolkien wrote it. Yeah, did. Yeah. No, he, like he's 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 more he's more tied up with the Second World War kind of era in terms of his writing. He's it's always been talked. You know, the Lord of the Rings I think comes out immediately immediately following the Second World War, as I recall. So he 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 didn't write it then, unless and the Hobbit isn't that early either. It's not that much earlier. Okay, uh, so I, I'm still guessing that. Is it that? No. It is not no. The Hobbit. It's not the Lord of the Rings universe. Um, okay, it's not Harry Potter either, thank God. No, it's uh, not. Harry Potter is nowhere near the top five. <laughs> is, it a, is it like a fantasy book or a children's book? Um, I'd say ch- a children's book is a good guess. Hmm. Okay. What came out in the 1920s? Um... It's not going to be something like Alice in Wonderland or something shit like because it has to be something really obvious. It has to be something that we'd know about. It, it, it when yeah, it's it's pretty obvious, but you wouldn't have expected it to be that high up on the list. At least I didn't expect it to be mm. to be that high up on the list. Um. Okay. So the first thing that came, has there been a movie about this in the last ten years? In the last ten years, let me just double check. Um, there has. Hmm. Within the last the ten fact. years, there has been a movie. Who starred in it? Is that too much? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Give us one of the supporting actors. Don't make it too easy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jim Cummings was in it. Who the fuck is Jim Cummings? Oh, you said you wanted to. Fuck. Winnie the Pooh. Third place. Yeah. What the fuck? We need to fill a third place. That is very surprising. Yeah, with almost $80.5 billion. It has apparently sold a shit ton of books. 
It's made over five hundred million dollars at the box office. Did they just get ten percent of every teddy bear sold or something? I mean, I guess so at this point. Um, we own the concept of bears, you piece of shit. Yeah, it's it's made a it's made a substantial amount of money. It's uh pretty surprising. But um, yeah. Actually, it's very surprising because a lot of the stuff just doesn't fucking sell very well. So I'm I'm very surprised that I guess the books are huge sellers. They must, well, these, must retail, be in, these must be retailers. Retail. Retail is also stuff yeah. like uh, no, it's also stuff like the the teddy bears and like pajamas and fucking lunchboxes that kind of stuff. But yeah, oh, it's yeah. it's up there. So Winnie the Pooh is bigger than Mickey Mouse. That's fascinating. I I believe the difference is somewhere within the space of like a million dollars. But yeah, technically Winnie the Pooh as a as a franchise is bigger than Mickey Mouse as a franchise. No, no fucking although, that is in, that is crazy. In, although in saying that, Mickey Mouse hasn't had a movie. Uh, since like the fucking like I don't even know like he has like children's mm. TV shows but like he hasn't like Mickey Mouse hasn't had like a prominent uh, prominent film in fuck I don't know how long at this stage let me try to find it must have got cancelled yeah it just it's just like all kids shows like the last like from 1999 up until this year there's like a million Mickey Mouse shows but they're all like children's shows like Mickey Mouse mm. Funhouse Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse uh, Mickey Mouse's mixed up adventures, just stuff like that. So I guess I guess they just found its niche and left like it there. He's like a Disney. They just kept churning it out. Yeah. Also, I guess, supporting... I guess when I guess when Tom and Jerry came along, Mickey Mouse was already passe, you know. Also, uh, just found that there's a apparently in the Mickey Mouse universe, uh, one of the side characters that's very regularly appears is Detective Casey, otherwise known as Inspector Casey. He was a head detective who first appeared in Mickey Mouse in 1938. <laughs> The story was plotted and penciled by Floyd God- Godfordson and written by Merrill DeMaris. Casey appeared from American comics in the 1950s, but was mostly used frequently in Europe, especially in Italy. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so uh, number two. Okay, so now that that's in there, I'm completely fucked because I, my concept of what's big and what's not is completely out of whack. So number one, I think everyone's going to be surprised by it because I was surprised by it, but the gap between number one and everything else in this list is pretty substantial. Wow. Um, okay. The gap between, obviously, Star Wars and the last two is pretty big, mm. but the next one's pretty minor, but the gap between two and one is pretty gigantic. And, like, the gap between Star Wars and, and number one is basically an entire another top five franchise. Like, so it's a pretty, <laughs> pretty gigantic Jedi So this, this one, I'm going to say, is similar mm-hmm. to previous ones that have been guessed. Mm. Um, it's almost previous uh, in, ones that we guessed correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and, and it's it's a lot newer. It only came out in 1974. Um, but it's made up of uh, basically every fucking penny is merchandise sales and nothing else. Right. Which is which is actually a good clue because you've definitely seen the merchandise everywhere. Like it's in a lot of shops would have this merchandise, even over in Ireland would have Lego. like this everywhere. It's not Lego. It's just Che Guevara, is it? No, is it? Um... <laughs> yeah, it's the Che Guevara painting. <laughs> yeah. $90 billion. <laughs> that guy's still alive. Yeah, I know. He's doing like a mint coin for the fucking mint office or something. <laughs> is it something like Hello Kitty or something where it's like oh, just. Oh, fuck you. That is exactly it. Is Hello Kitty? <laughs> Joe, I nearly said. I, I, I nearly said. Is it something like Hello Kitty? Not that obviously, but something like. That. It's it's Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty. You're well, fucking yeah. kidding. No, so Hello, Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty is actually a fucking gigantic property in terms of merchandise sellers. Um, yeah, like Japan is obsessed with it. Like it's like it's like their Saturday morning cartoon essentially. Uh, obviously, mm. that's not where the money comes from. It comes from other merchandise, but like. Me and Eva even went to Universal Studios um, yeah. when we were in LA, and Hello Kitty is everywhere. Like it's oh. all over Universal Studios, and they have people dressed up as Hello Kitty. Like while you're walking through, and the fucking Simpsons are there, Hello Kitty is like one of the fucking biggest lines in the park. Do you want to take a photo of Hello Kitty? And Universal Studio owns Hello Kitty. Uh, no, it's owned by Sanrio. Um, Sanrio. Sanrio, which I guess is just heavy yeah, engineering it, concern. <laughs> is a Japanese company that designs, licenses, and produces products focusing on kawaii. <laughs> that's, the, that's what it says, dude. And aren't they right, huh? Yeah, I guess so, because they've made fucking $85 billion off Hello Kitty. 
That's incredible. <laughs> I had no fucking idea. So Hello also, Kitty is, Hello Kitty and Winnie the Pooh are bigger than Mickey Mouse. Disney yeah. are sleeping Hello- on the job, man. Hello Kitty is a lot bigger than Mickey Mouse. Also, apparently Hello Kitty is so big that she's actually in the logo for Sanrio. Her head is on the shop signs. <laughs> so there you go. I guess it makes sense. All right. well, what okay. I think this is re- this is really telling us is how big merchandise is. Like at the moment, yeah. you know, even if one of the ones I would have I would have guessed beforehand that something like Marvel would be in there or James Bond or something, but those are very film focused. And yeah, it looks like it's just if you can sell loads of shit to children, that's how you make that's how you make think bank. About, think about it though. How much money can you spend going to a movie? How much money can you? Yeah. Can, how much consumer money can you spend going to a film? Uh, yeah, exactly. I'd say I probably spent more on Star Wars merchandise than I've spent going to Star Wars films. And uh, you have to I look at other stuff. Star Wars t- I thought I was wearing a Star Wars t-shirt, but in the house right now, there is a Star Wars mug. There is definitely, uh, there's at least two Star Wars t-shirts around the place. Uh, I have Star Wars branded Lego. I have played the fuck out of Star Wars Battlefront the game on the PSP. Probably some other Star Wars games knocking around the place. Yeah. And I've been to four. I've been to the entire prequel series and every Star Wars movie that's been in the cinema since the, since the Phantom Menace. So overall, I've probably spent less than 50 euro on cinema tickets. Yeah. And you got to look at it this way, too. Like, Whereas you know, Star Wars, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is like 60 euro straight off the bat. Yeah. And like, what's been what's been some of the biggest movies of the last ten years? Well, it's been the Marvel superhero movies. But mm. who the fuck has bought a DVD of the Marvel movies? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you go to the cinema. Like, I've gone and seen almost every single one of them in the cinema. And like, you know, you'll spend your fifteen quid or whatever. But then that's the last of my money they're going to get on me till the next movie comes out. You mm. know, and there's only so- I know obviously this list doesn't count for like the cost of producing it because if it did, mm. then like the Marvel films would be so far down that list. You know how how high up can you get? Like. You make two billion dollars off a movie, but three hundred million dollars of that goes to Robert Downey Jr. And then you have like the actual production costs and stuff. I mean, you know, it's a pretty fucking steep margin for that kind of thing. Anyway, number one, yeah. the number one media franchise of all time. It's made up of merchandise, as you would have guessed by now, mm-hmm. um, video games, box office mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. tickets, home entertainment sales. I don't know why they swap between DVD and Blu-ray and home entertainment so much. It's really fucking annoying. Uh, What's home entertainment? Different companies also, have different accountancy things. Yeah, I guess so. Home entertainment is just like DVDs, videotapes, Blu-ray, that kind of stuff. Probably incorporates like it could incorporate video games and could also incorporate like AOR figurines and all this shit. Um, books and also <laughs> books. Also, jet aircraft sales. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, what, this one is the year? military What's industrial the complex. <laughs> what year is it? I'm going to say 90s, but I'm not going to give an exact year. Right, okay. It came, but it started in the 90s. It's a uh, 90s media go, franchise. Must, the youngest okay, on the yeah, list it must, far. It must, it must be George H.W. Bush's fiction, uh, library of fictions involved <laughs> in the first Gulf War invasion. It is, and that's how he sold his jet aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it aimed at children? Um, you could maybe say that. I wouldn't. I'd argue that it's very clearly made of adults because they have the ones with the money. But I mean, you could you could say <laughs> aimed at children. Is it American? Uh, no. Is it Japanese? Is it Hello uh, Kitty again? Yeah, it is. It's Hello Kitty two. Actually, is number one. <laughs> no, uh, it's not. It's it is it is Japanese. <sighs> Is it something okay. like anime? Okay, it's some anime thing that we don't know about. I mean, okay. uh, maybe you do know about it. Maybe it's That's, the most known. Oh, it's Pokemon. Yeah, there you go. It's Pokemon. Uh, of course. Well, Steven finally claws one back after Dan guesses the rest. <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> came out in 1996. It has taken in an estimated $105 billion, substantially Yowza. more than everything else on the list. $81.1 billion from that is for merchandise they've sold. Mm. $23.5 billion is from their video game sales. It's fucking astoundingly high. Fucking hell. Holy the box shit. office has brought in almost $2 billion. Didn't know the Pokemon movies were that successful. Uh, home entertainment sales are $144.3 million. Uh, the books I mentioned, I didn't say the full title. They're actually strategy guide books. Because that would have <laughs> given it away pretty quick. 
142 million dollars from strategy guides. Um, and then jet aircraft sales, they have made $3 million off selling a jet aircraft at some point in the Pokemon company's history. So there you have it. Pokemon is officially the number one highest grossing media franchise of all time. I want to know more That's about this crazy. Yeah, same. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've Pokemon plane, man? I'm pretty sure I've seen a picture of a Pikachu plane before, and I think they must mean that. Holy but shit. But the fact that it's singular... Like, it's strange to me that it's not like they decided, you know, we can get away with making this for elite clients and they'll pay for that and that's fine. We'll Mm. make like, you know, a hundred or so and we'll sell them over the course of... No, it was a single plane. So that implies to me... That's what a Learjet costs, I think. It probably cost, like, I think they're 4.5 million or something. Okay, I'm going to put... I'm actually going to put this image into the WhatsApp there. So here here you go. Here is your Pikachu plane. (laughs) Whoever bought that's going to hell. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, that's the greatest thing ever. That's beautiful. In fairness. It's not even a fucking Learge yet, it's an Airbus. I think. In fairness, if I spent $3 million on a Pokemon plane, I would also want a giant Pikachu to be standing at the ramp, leading me up into the plane too. I thought you We can only hope number? off Bermuda. Who bought it? Who bought it? That's what I, like, if you were that rich and you could put anything on your plane, who is that into Pokemon? And I feel like if you're that into Pokemon, you're not that into Pikachu. You know, that's oh, like the on. basic this bitch is, Pokemon to be the, into. This is the kind of thing, this is the kind of like ultra flashy thing someone like Lil Nas X would go for. Yeah, no, but if, if, if you were that kind of millionaire billionaire, you know, and you were like super into Pokemon, you're definitely getting someone like, you're a niche Pokemon, you're getting like Shuckle on there. You're not putting Pikachu. <laughs> no, Pikachu is the most iconic media product. He's like their Hello Kitty. That's and true. That's, yeah, it's, it's, that's, interesting that's, as well that, it's interesting <laughs> as well that the Pokemon franchise combines many of the other elements of the other franchises. You know, yeah. cute cartoon character, of course, but combines it with like the war aspect of Star Wars. It combines it with, you know, some sort of fighting struggle game. You know, Hello Kitty and Mickey Mouse don't have that, but uh, and, uh, let me tell you, Winnie the Pooh doesn't either. Fuck me. Also, the only one that has Ryan Reynolds in it. None mm-hmm. of the other franchises have involved Ryan Reynolds up to this point. Uh, and I'm just saying, that means by association, Blake Lively is canon in the Pokemon universe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Blake Lively, the hottest Pokemon trainer. <laughs> Do you remember in the original Pokemon games, they had cool trainers and they all carried around whips? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do actually. I do remember that. Ostensibly to whip their Pokemon or something. Uh, I don't think. I don't think it's the Pokemon they're whipping them. <laughs> also, my favorite part was Dan asking after I had said that there was a jet aircraft sold in this in this property. The Dan said, "Is the same that kids?" <laughs> <laughs> I was right. Are you though? Pokemon is very much aimed at children, yeah. Other people like it, but it's still for children. I don't think well, it's collect- for children. The, I think they try and keep the it subtle enough. The card collecting element of it now is definitely like for serious collectors, I think, at this stage. Yeah. I, I, my understanding of that was that like my understanding of that was that like people went into it for a while and then the serious people just went back to Magic the Gathering. Huh. Um, so I think like the whole card collecting thing in general is kind of fucked up at the minute across all franchises. I think collectible cards are like really fucked up. And so well, you have like... Same as, the, same as the fine art market. People with too much money, yeah. low interest rates. A combination of low interest rates and whatever else means that, you know, people will find any... There, there's, there's a speculative market for nearly everything that might possibly have a speculative value. But also, I mean, realistically, I live next to an art gallery. And I'm telling mm. you now, if I had a choice between one of their paintings or a fucking... Shiny Charizard worth $3 million or whatever. I'll take the fucking Charizard card. Give me that shitty piece of cardboard, baby. <laughs> you just ah. keep it up in your house. And here's I... the Charizard, of course. <laughs> in, in the left wing. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you my most prized possession. The shiny Charizard. You, you've, bought, you've bought a frame regardless. So you're, you're going to use this just like a tiny picture in the middle of a massive frame. <laughs> the frame's like 8 feet long with 12 feet wide. <laughs> over the, over the mantelpiece. But yeah, that's our top five franchises of all time. You know, I guess. Thank you. That was a great L quiz. I just I looked it up earlier today out of pure like just I just had a thought in my head, and when I seen the list, I was like, Do you know what? This would make a great little guessing game. 
<laughs> we do this very often. We do a lot of like top five guessing game lists on this show. Maybe that we should make that a regular thing. Because I mean, that one, they always seem to go down well. Maybe we should just make that a thing that we do. Yeah, sorry. I this is not a top it's... five guessing game show. Goodbye. Top five guessing <laughs> games. Is this Jeopardy? I don't think that's a top five. Game. Mineral. No, we were actually looking for who wants to be a billionaire. <laughs> I would love that show. The company goes bankrupt after one episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Who else has got some? What else is going on? What's up? I can I can go. So I, I did have a different topic, but I'm going to save that now because you sparked another thought in my head, which is okay. quiz shows and how like the prize money available in quiz shows has such a colossal discrepancy between it. Like, okay. do you ever watch The Weakest Link where like the people aren't that great and at the end they're competing for like a thousand pounds split three ways or something? <laughs> yeah. But they barely cover their day out to London. Yeah. <laughs> And then the hotel must like, be paid for by the production company. They must have a deal on somewhere. There must be yeah. some expenses thing, yeah. But like, I mean, it's just it's such a pathetic amount. And th- and I think the chase is similar, where you yeah. know, especially it almost seems when they're raising it for charity, they do worse. Yeah. And it's like you've raised a colossal five hundred pounds for. £500. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they really try and give them give them answers on the on the celebrity ones for the charity stuff and it never goes well and it's like oh this is unfortunate because <laughs> now not I only think... did you not make any money for charity you also look dumb <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is curious though when you see like celebrities on a quiz thing and they're actually really good at it like uh, mm. ed byrne i think was on the chase and was really it was there's like one like a hundred thousand or something like one of colossal <laughs> Won like way more money than everyone else. And then, yeah, I was watching Taskmaster where they were asking people to do like quick sums in their head. And fucking Joe Thomas, the guy, the main guy from the in betweeners, <laughs> was just like, you know, who's like an incredibly awkward man. I spent the entirety of the show like not making eye contact with everyone else. But all of a sudden, he was like, yeah, 116 times 27 divided by four plus three is <laughs> six. Um. <laughs> Yeah, the one from uh, your one from Geordie Shore. I I can't remember what her name is. Charlotte, maybe she was. She would done very well on one of those quiz shows for charity. And it's really weird because like she answered every question that she got right right, but she always phrased it as a question as if she didn't know, and it was always <laughs> right on the fucking money. Like she'd be sitting there, she'd be like, oh, Queen Elizabeth II, and she's like, is Yeah, it Queen Elizabeth II, <laughs> and like, but she'd she'd always phrase it as if like I can't believe I'm even guessing this right now, and it was always right, and it's like. This girl is saying this as if she has no idea, and she clearly has to know. <laughs> Every one of them is right. You couldn't have guessed 20 answers correct. <laughs> that's a fucking whopper I mean, of a guess streak. Like. That's definitely a thing people do, is they pretend it was like, you know, they know something straight off, but you're like, oh, I think it might be this, but they don't want to seem rude for being smart. <laughs> My favorite thing on any of those shows is when it's multiple choice answers, and you throw the answer out before they come up, and it's not there at all. <laughs> Mm. and then you're a double idiot because it's not even listed like it's so it's so not the answer they didn't even list it on the three possible questions mm. and you're like oh my shit favorite, my favorite thing is um, when they're like in, who wants to be a millionaire they get the 50-50 and they're like so what two are you thinking oh I think it might be Seville or it might be Lisbon alright 50-50 Seville and Lisbon you pricks if I was on <laughs> I'd definitely lie it's like yeah I think it's a Bucharest there's 100% that and then they give me Bucharest and like, you've fallen into my trap you pieces of shit well, like, same with, the, same with the chase. I'd get all the questions wrong on purpose, and then I'd be like, no, I'm definitely going high, though. And then they'll give you a real high answer, and you're like, ha, 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 the easy part has all the money. Mm. I like your assumption that then you could just win the high, the high one and, and beat well, the chaser. All, all you have to do is guess for that part, though. Like, if you get questions that you know and you pr- get them wrong on purpose, the next part on the board is all multiple choice. Mm. So even if you think you might know, multiple choice is easy because you already have a starting point. So you can go from there. Ah, that's true. Yeah, plan. it's a genius plan. <laughs> People need to do it more often. It's like, oh, I would go high, but like only if the offer was really good. Mm. And then they throw it out, and you're like, yes. <laughs> I think my favorite of those quiz shows was. Do you remember Eggheads? Mm. Which no. was the one where you'd have a team come in and they compete against a team of quiz geniuses. So like they had your one who was the first person to win who wants to be a millionaire, um, one of the champions of Mastermind, and basically it's like a team of professional quizzers. And then the team would go up against the quizzer, and at the end um, they'd have like a big final showdown between the surviving members of both teams. Mm. And it was hilarious because it was so fucking uncompetitive. 
I never saw a team win. Like, it's almost like the professional quizzers are really good at quizzing. I don't it's like at the end I think it was cancelled because it just wasn't worth watching. Because yeah, all right. The people who are really, really good at quizzing won the quiz again. I'm shocked. Yeah. It's like watching fucking <laughs> It's like watching Bayern Munich play against an amateur team or something. After a while, there's no sport in it. And they still got to like four seasons. That's the most stop, people still stop. They're already dead. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking love that meme. I use that don't all you, the fucking time. Don't you just want to see like a Kingslayer moment in that? Isn't that what people are watching for? Like that's what people, that's are what people are plugged in for. And it basically never fucking happened. <laughs> like one of the guys on there was like I think the high he got the highest ever score in the world quizzing championships and you're telling me like John from down the pub can take him on in a quiz about like obscure Tudor history or something <laughs> but like wouldn't you have like a fucking meltdown if they did beat you <laughs> <laughs> go full, go full uh, okay. Frank Grimes on it <laughs> um, but like so I um, when I was in college I was on I, I was a good quizzer, so I was on the te- my team's university challenge team where you try out for it. Mm. And I went to some of these like practice quizzes. Like, ah, it'll be good. I've, I've done quizzes before. I'm pretty good at this. Mm. And people are a fucking level above. Like, you know, it's almost like they know the answer. Because you have to buzz in. So your hand has to go down. So you have to... Th- the process for me was, who was the uh, longest serving US president? Oh, that's Roosevelt. I know it. Hand down, say Roosevelt. But the way they do it is it's almost like the hand is down as the question is being asked. It's like the part <laughs> of their brain knows the answer before like they even know that they know the answer. So it means 90% of the time they buzz in and they're like, oh, it's Roosevelt. But the other, the other 10% of the time they buzz in, then they pause and have to say really like in a small voice, I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do they get well, some just... points for that? No, I think you just didn't lose your chance to guess. And then, like, the other team gets a free guess. I scored nearly all of our team's points by free guesses. <laughs> the other team. We <laughs> lost by, like, 500 of, points. The gun. <laughs> yeah. Outside of ending up on a quiz show, is there any actual money in quizzing? Like, any of those no. things? Do they have any money unless in them at all? I suppose unless you were, yeah, like, yeah, the quiz master. No, but, like, the actual quizzes, like, because, you know, like, um, pub quizzes will have, like, a pot normally. People pay a tenner mm. in or whatever, and the big yeah, ones, yeah, the yeah. regular ones, will get, like, 30 to 40 teams. So you do have people who essentially will travel around and will just, you know, oh, this is, you know, the the Lion's Head quiz is on Monday, and this is on Tuesday. So they'll just travel around and regularly win. So and then you have pro, big quiz meets, quiz, essentially. There's a, so there's a pro quiz circuit, is what you're telling me. Yes. I mean, I think most big quizzers, like, have other jobs, too. Because, yeah. yeah, you can't earn that much doing it, let's be fair. <laughs> it's not televised. It's not, it's not that sake. dramatic. But, yeah, people do make money off it. Okay. I mean, only if you're the elite of the elite of the elite. I imagine, like, if you're mm. a mid-level talent, it's easier to make your money off something else. Like, yeah. like a nine-to-five. <laughs> like, 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 like data analysis. Uh, I'd much rather be a mediocre data analyst than a mediocre quizzer if it was my career. Fair. Thankfully, yeah, just... I have both. I've just always been curious. We need to we need to get off and go do a quiz one night when stuff that opens back up, when quizzes open back up. We were supposed to do that Simpsons quiz that time. Um and we just never ended up going, but we should we should do we should go do one. Um, remember, that t- remember that time we went to the we went to the wrong pub quiz and you won it? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh. It was so, Dan, uh, we so, so we hang talk- on. No. So so a couple of us from the from the masters class decided to do we see we were masters and phil and phil history students so we went to uh i think it was it's a pub that no longer exists uh it's the the flowing tide no not the flowing tide down on pier street wasn't it mcturkles so it was mcturkles, it was McTurkles. yeah mcturkles is gone now but we all we went down to mcturkles this is what year 2014 uh to participate in the history society pub quiz so we walked in and said ah there's the pub quiz. Hello, we're a table of four. Let's sit down, please. And over the course of several questions, it gradually dawned on us that we were sitting at the wrong, we were taking part in the wrong pub quiz. That we were in fact, <laughs> we were in fact taking part in a pub quiz for the classic society of uh, Trinity Who had booked College. A separate, a, a separate part of the same pub at the same yeah. time. For a pub quiz. Uh, in any event, we, it also dawned on us that we were winning due to Dan's contribution. <laughs> 
<laughs> not only not only were we not only were we absolutely destroying the opposition uh thanks to dan knowing the answers to fucking everything uh we also won the complete we won the wrong pub quiz having intended to go to the history study <laughs> pub quiz we won the classics one entirely down to dan knowing the answers for nearly everything i think i got maybe two answers in but i mean the That's other, the other, thi- the other we, thing there was that and we got a bottle of wine and we cracked it open at the table there and then that's what i remember is getting told off by, by mcturkle's staff they're like sir you can't drink that here you didn't you didn't buy it here but i want yeah. it here <laughs> that's that's a really anal thing to get upset about was that someone drank the wine that they won in the thing that you were hosting in your bar shut up dude let them drink the fucking wine i think it was we a were already anyway, four drinks in at the time we were oh, already yeah. like well we already bought loads of beer for them like but not not even that though you're gonna get through the wine pretty quick and then you're gonna probably buy more fucking beer afterwards yeah <laughs> i would much rather have someone in the bar drunk buying drinks they would be there yeah. all fucking night <laughs> ah it's silly stuff yeah. Fucking bar stuff. That's awesome though. What a fucking great story. I've never heard that before. Mm. Yeah, no, and um I did the I did the history society quiz the year afterwards, massively overconfident, being like, sure I won a <laughs> quiz when I was without even trying. And uh I got absolutely fucking wrecked. It was way harder. <laughs> <laughs> Where's McCurkles? No, no. I wanna go back. <laughs> Actually, so, sorry, to be clear, I went with um I I, I I don't think you were you there, Steve. Pete and no. Owen were. Maybe you couldn't, but anyway, Maybe I was there. We, I could have been there. We were, we were in first place halfway through the quiz, and we finished in fourteenth place. So the entire <laughs> second half of the quiz just did not go well at all. <laughs> Time for the sports round. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Please be all of it, Manchester United. Please be all of it, Manchester United. <laughs> and it wasn't. It was all about cricket. Mm. I just took a random stab at a fucking at a team that Dan might like. I don't know for sure that he likes likes Manchester United. Yeah, no, no well chosen. No, that is a, my team. He's a Liverpool supporter. I'm not. That's terrible aspersions to cast on a man. <laughs> I, I, can't I, you, I can't believe you'd turn down your your Scouse brethren like this. What? What Scouse brethren? I have <laughs> like, like Peter denying Jesus for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'd compare the Scouts to Jesus, but otherwise, okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh, good right. stuff. Anyway, that was my topic. So, Steve, what do you have to share with us? Uh, well, none of you guys ever pick up hitchhikers, do you? <laughs> sure I don't. don't. Have, no. No, so I think I'm going to piggyback. I, I was going to ask you guys, do you ever pick up hitchhikers? That's how I was going to frame this particular topic. I already told Adam a little about this while we were waiting for you to log on. But um obviously you don't because you don't drive uh and and i do and the great thing about living in ireland is you can pick up hitchhikers uh still that's it's still it's still sort of a thing in many parts of uh of rural ireland especially where people kind of go from town to town um seen claire a lot like in rural rural parts of the uh, you know people will look for a lift into town sometimes at petrol stations and so on or stand at the edge of town and stick out the thumb so i i pick up hitchhikers when i can seeing as I sometimes drive around and I'm a gentleman and it doesn't I'm not risking that much by picking up the odd hitchhiker. It's like obviously if they look like they're a fucking maniac or they stink I'm not going to pick them up but you know the guy's got to get a place, it's fine. Used to be a much bigger thing, hitching but um, according to my my, my mother anyway, my father wouldn't dream of, of hitchhiking. My mother was hitchhiking away there when she was younger. I also can't imagine that. your dad picking up a yeah. hitchhiker. Anyway, anyway, the whole the whole uh, the whole Larry Murphy situation sort of um, sort of made that unreason something that women don't really do in Ireland anymore. Uh, One guy ruins it for everyone. The old, the old convicted rapist, um, uh, you know taking women up the or at least one woman up the well one woman that we know of up the Dublin mountains and being the being a suspect in the disappearance of several others has sort of ended that for a lot of women, but a lot of lads will still give it a go. So I picked up a hitchhiker last night when I was on my way back from a little bit of a surf in Tremor. He was uh, very grateful for the lift. And uh, what, I, what I would say about picking up hitchhikers is it's a great excuse to uh, have small adventures on your, on your, on your own time and, and just do things that you don't expect to be doing that day and just be open to the possibility of, of doing something a bit, a bit weird. Uh, not where it's going, 
uh, I should stress, you know, just <laughs> get your minds out of the gutter. So I stopped uh, at a petrol station just north of Tremor or just on the way out of Tremor to have a fill up and get a coffee. And this guy sees the door of my car open when I have in. It's just like, hey, you wouldn't bring us back to town. And I'm just like, yeah, sure. And he's already like halfway into the fucking car at this stage. So I'm just like, <laughs> that's grand, yeah. No, no worries. I'll take you where you need to go, whatever. Where are you headed? And he goes, I've forgotten what the name of the town was. North side of, t- north side of Waterford City. So I go, oh yeah, sure. I'll drop you back into town. And he goes, where are you going? And I go, Dublin. And he goes, ah, oh, you can take to me where, where I live. That's on the way back. <laughs> You're not in a hurry, are you? And I go, no, nah, not really. Ah, oh, grand, so sure, I'll show you. Do you want to come up and see the castle? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> oh, and I'll show you the waterfall as well. And I'm just like, I'm just there thinking, it's after dark. <laughs> it's dark. There's not going to be any fucking waterfall or castle to see. We're going to have a look anyway. So oh, told- that, was your, that was your concern. Your concern wasn't he might murder you. It was that the visibility is going to be shite. Well, I, I, like he seemed like a nice guy. He wasn't going to murder me. He looked like fucking he, Ted he was... Bundy seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, Ted Bundy. No, no, I've seen that Ted documentary. Bundy, Ted, Bund- Ted Bundy was handsome. Was he? Uh, yeah, he was a sexual predator. Listen, this yeah. boy, this boy, this boy, this this boy didn't have the organization to be a sexual predator. I anyway, I feel so like he... I would have. Go ahead. No, no, you were, you were saying, Adam. Oh, I was just going to say that I feel like I would have thrived in like the fucking 70s because guys that were considered handsome in the 70s were ugly bastards. <laughs> and I just feel like, man, the standard's so low there that I wouldn't eat, I, I just wouldn't have to try anymore. I could blend in with these fuckers. You just need to groom yourself slightly. People still I, have I, I, and shit in the 1970s. A lot of men were I'd have to, and stuff. That's fine. Less competition, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't even have to groom myself then because all the people that are considered handsome are scruffy fuckers. <laughs> if anything, I'd get away with fucking murder there. <laughs> Probably actual murder too if I wanted to. It seems very easy in the seventies. So we park hey, up. Sorry, the, so we park up at this uh, at, at this uh, park up at the uh, at the castle anyway, which is on the way into his townland. And uh, it's a castle by the lakeshore down in Waterford. It's well, it's not by the lakeshore. No, it's looking overlooking the overlooking the river estuary. And um, what would become a recurring theme in this story, it was fenced off and closed up. So anyway, we just pull apart the pens and climb in through the fence, have a look at the castle. And he whips out a gigantic doobie and is just like, would you like to smoke a joint with me here? And I'm like, no, I, I got to drive back to Dublin, but you go right ahead, I'll watch. So we do that. <laughs> how, did, how did you make you the creepy one in this story where uh, you, you meet a stranger who invites you into an isolated area and you're like, yeah, I'm just going to stare at him for a while. Let's have, a, <laughs> have an old view. What am I going to What am I going to say? The guy wants to, guy wants to blaze it. No, and you, can, you can say feel it. free. It's just it's just the aisle watch is a bit strange. Yeah. Oh, well, look. What am I going to What am I going to do? No, I'm just like I'm going to avert my eyes while you do this illegal activity. That'd be that funny, actually. Not be me, because I'm a cop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it, buddy. You're Bobby going downtown. Not to associate. Yeah. Uh, what 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 am I going to do? Make polite conversation. Probably blazes it. I've no problem with that. And um. He's just like nice castle, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we talk about like I can't remember what we talked about. We talked shit anyway. It's getting cold, we hop back in the car, and he goes, "Come on, we take we go up to the waterfall." And I'm like, "Okay, I have no idea where we're going, so just tell him to turn here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. turn there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go on this road a little bit long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. We tip on down the road. Post up in a isolated rural lane. Where there's a building site, a lot of earth moving material, machinery fenced off. So, anyway, we just break into the construction site, no problem. Turns out the construction site is being is there because they're building a visitor center for the waterfalls, big car park, proper path down. So, we walk down the path, look at some nice waterfalls in the moonlight, very romantic, very beautiful, very pretty. Uh, he smokes another joint, and uh, we hop back in the car. Oh, we go back in and hop back in the car, and he's very grateful for uh, for getting the lift back on a cold night. And uh, away I go back to Dublin, car absolutely reeking of weed. And uh, <laughs> then I just aired, so drove drove a good bit of the distance down to Dublin with the, with the windows open to get rid of the smell. And, <laughs> and here we are. Sorry, there was nothing I've else. To that, nothing else to that story, really. 
I've heard you tell it and I see you here and I still don't quite believe it didn't end with you being murdered. Like if you especially the bit where you end up in the fucking construction site. Yeah. I, I just I think you were murdered. This is your ghost. I mean we are I, in spooky I season. At, I am I am looking a bit blue here on the screen, I suppose. No, no, I'm real. I'm not a forced ghost. And it is it is why, spooky why, season. Why do you think that, why do you think this ends with me being murdered? I mean, I know there's a fine line between going to several isolated locations with a man you've met moments before, uh, including two fenced-off constructions, uh, two fenced-off remote areas uh, beside a possible drowning site is, is a great way to probably get killed. But I mean, I can Yeah, myself. I don't think I would ever do that. I, 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 I can't handle myself, I guess, is the, is the lesson here. I am not confident of taking any... A co-worker asked me what animal I could take in a fight, and I wasn't even confident going up the cat. So, definitely human. I don't human. think you do a tap of work in Bank of Ireland. What is, is, that what data, is that what the data team does in Bank of Ireland? Yeah, you, you have your analytical mind operating on a higher level, so you need to make up shite to occupy the, <laughs> the bottom rooms. And what was your answer? What, what did you say? What animal did he think you could take or you think you could take? Well, if I had a weapon, so like a stick or something, then I could probably take a dog. If I had prep time, I could take anything. If you I went with a prep, dog? Really? You went with a dog? You think you could do... How much prep time are you getting done? That's why I don't know. If you don't specify prep time, I could take anything because I could just like, I don't know, hire a helicopter. Say 80, say 80, say 80 years and just outlive any animal. <laughs> 15 and you're good to go like yeah. as long yeah as long as i live long enough climate change will take care of that animal for me <laughs> dan just spraying aerosols into the fucking air every day this will get rid of those pesky falcons no say you 12 hours prep time what animals do you think you could take 12 hours prep time the biggest animal i could take would be a assuming i knew where it was going to be hmm. a Dog, but a big dog. Really big dog. Go. Burmese mountain dog or a gigantic rock. Something like that, I think. I and you're take. not going to go any bigger even with 12 hours prep time? No. I'm not even confident I could take that dog. Because I could prep all I want. I could make myself a fucking spear or a sword or something. And then I just yeah. trip trying to use it. And all the prep time goes out the window. The, dog, shoot picks up, the dog picks a... up the sword in his mouth. What would, you, what, would you <laughs> do in that 12, what would you do in that 12 hour period to prepare for your battle with the dog? Right as the well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I leave all of my possessions to the dog. He deserves it. I just, um, I just like that. It's like you decided I couldn't go with a cat because I don't think I could take the cat. But I'll take the animal that's eight times bigger than the cat. <laughs> no, no, no. I've gone beyond. The, this is with prep time. I can do bigger than the cat. I can do better than the cat, which is why I picked the dog. With just no a, prep just time. Just a bigger dog. If a fight started right now, I think a cat's the biggest animal I could take. If a okay. dog, if it, if a belligerent dog showed up in the living room right now, I'd be fucked. What about like a medium-sized dog? I'd say you could take a medium-sized dog with a kick, like. Maybe I don't know. I feel like I feel like I just would be so unprepared for fighting. I wouldn't even have a clear idea of what to do if I didn't have a weapon. Like if I have, if I have a, a stick or something, okay, I swing this, or if I was saying sharp, stab that. But with my bare hands, I'm not really sure what I do. I try to go oh. like for the eyes and then get the yeah. Bitten. You always go for the eye. Hmm. Yeah, but then they just bite me. They just rip well, my hand I off. Well, he'll have already bitten you, so his mouth's going to be on you anyway, and then you yeah, use that occupied. moment to get him in the eye. Yeah, yeah but like people get... That's not a fatal blow from you. You can go to the hospital but after people... that, no problem. Like, think, people get think you just after that, you just, what, what are you going to do? kill people. But what are you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do after he bites you in the arm? Are you just going to lie down and wait for him to come for your neck? Some people How's do! Gonna, how's he going to get high up enough? I assume that it's just much harder than you think to fight off a dog once it's bitten you because it does kill people. I like you see like people being mauled to death by a dog, and I'm like, I don't inherently think I'm any better at fighting or resisting than that person who died. Well, so there's people so it must that, be just harder than it looks. There's people that get mauled by dogs, by big dogs, right? Mm. Those people lie there as their arms are being chewed off, hoping the thing will go away. At a certain point, dude, if you're losing fingers. Fucking stop trying to hope he'll leave you alone. <laughs> the idea that I have to lie on my back while something gets rid of both of my fucking arms is insane to me. That is insane. That's a fucking insane thought. <laughs> well, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen even wolves trying to take down big game, like an animal documentary? Or something? Yeah, they still struggle. 
Yeah, they just, like, they get one big bite into the butt of the elk or whatever, and, like, the dog would just hang there for a bit. Obviously, the elk is going to start bleeding, but they have to bite it a lot. I still just think I'd bleed out before I could kill the dog. I mean, if you got, if you got the eye, though, I think it would back down pretty quick. You know, if a, if a wolf bit you on the leg and you shoved your finger right in its eye, I think pretty quickly that wolf's going to stop trying to attack you. I think that wolf's going to back down pretty quick. Hmm. Because you blinded it. The problem is just going to be getting at its eye. I feel like it would move its head way more. I, you know, like I, I, I've, I've, I've played with a puppy, and I could barely fucking get to grips with the puppy. So I feel like a determined wolf is going to be even harder again. That's I mean, why I think I'd only do well with like a weapon where I don't really have to aim that much. Like if I have a bat and I just swing it, and as long as I get the the dog in the arc of the bat, I'd be fine. You should just like hmm. Punisher it, where you have the switchblade that also fires the knife out of the switchblade. <laughs> and he won't be expecting that. That dog will be on the ground and be like, "Well, fucking play, dude! I thought you had a knife. Turns out you had a you knife gun. Uh-uh, fight wasn't ready for it. Punisher so, beat me. Um, okay, so would you make any sort of like DIY armor in that twelve-hour period? Like wrap yourself in blankets? Yeah, and stuff to stop your yeah, yeah, probably. Mm. It'd be like it'd be like an edgy version of Taskmaster, but they say your task <laughs> is to survive an assault from a dog. <laughs> And all I can and come whoever, up with is like, and whoever, it's like and whoever egg prepares on top of me. And whoever prepares in the least time possible wins. Whoever brutalizes the dog the most wins. See, what you, all you need to do, right? Get a bunch of habaneros. Nah. And you crush them up. And you get a pair of gloves. And you soak the gloves in them. So then you don't even got to get it in the eye. You just got to slap the dog on the face. That's and that's going to burn the fucking eyes pretty quick. And then you're golden. I mean, yeah, I could just use bear mace. Yeah, but I feel like well, you'd you, have to you spray the mace. You, you're not going to have to source that in 12 hours, Don. But also, I'm not entirely convinced you wouldn't spray yourself. And that would be my big worry with the mace. Like, now you're blind and also being eaten by a wolf. I feel like that's the, that's the unfortunate situation with that, where it's pretty hard to get yourself in the face with the habanero gloves. Yeah, that's I think, true. I think I'd probably buy an air horn. Okay. I could probably get a gun in 12 you can get hours. Them, you can get them from, like, Viking Direct and shit. I'm just looking it up here. You get that delivered the same day. If you ordered it before close of business, you'd have it first thing the following morning. Yeah, and the dog Amazon Prime it. The air horn. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Jump out the Amazon Prime. I feel like you, I just hired Big Johnny from down the pub. You let, off an, you let off an air horn near a dog, and that dog is staying around. You wrap it your body true. in firecrackers. Yeah. You just light the firecrackers. It's amazing. There are there are there are fireworks set off around here all the time. You know, mm. uh, like the slightest excuse. And it's amazing how every single dog in the vicinity, the moment they hear it, it just like they cease to function. They just all yeah. freeze immediately and don't move again. For it's quite sad, actually. I mean, it wouldn't be yeah. sad if they were threatening me, but otherwise, mm. <laughs> you become the firework then. Bang 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 at them and see so does that scare them away. You have, you have, you have five minutes to prepare, and you're being attacked by a dog. What do you do, Dan? No, sorry, Adam. Adam. Uh, me, five minutes to prepare. I guess I just grab whatever sharp thing is in the vicinity. If I only have five minutes, right, get the sharpest right thing. Right now, right now, where you are now, what do you do? You got a scissors got my, there. Got my trusty scissors, right for the eye. Pop. Or I guess, I guess the neck. If I have a scissors, I, I don't know why I'd go for the eye. <laughs> I don't know if I had the scissors. I don't know why I'd go for the eye. I guess I'd go for the neck. Because yeah. I feel like even if it didn't do serious that even if it didn't kill the thing, it would it would stop trying to kill me. Yeah. I would start by putting on my bicycle helmet in case the dog knocks me over and hit my head. Then, Fair. Uh, then I'm gonna put on a pair of safety glasses that I know are downstairs in the uh in with the toolbox. Okay. And I put a really big drill bit into the uh Really big drill bit into the handheld drill, and uh, that's going to be my weapon. Then I put okay. on a pair of then I put on my hiking boots. All in five minutes. Yeah, it's a quick five minutes. I know where all the stuff is because I'm I'm just going to put on my bike helmet and then go down to the garage. Fair. And probably then probably throw on a couple of knee pads, and if I've got a pair of gloves handy, I'll do them. And in my last couple of minutes, I'm going to wrap. Uh, I'm going to stuff my stuff my <laughs> sleeves with tea towels or whatever stuff is there. Then I'm ready to fight the dog. I thought you were going to say get into your car and run it over. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> the dog was smelling in his car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> That's fair. I guess you could also do the whole lighter and the, the deodorant trick. That would work you pretty well. You only have fucking scald your hands doing that. James Bond pull that off. Yeah, but he wasn't fighting a dog when he did it. That's true. It was a snake. <laughs> snake, snake, snake. Dan, you have five minutes. Right where you uh, are. A dog is going to spawn in your living room. What do you do? He calls him James Vick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give, give me some pointers, big man. <laughs> I, I always assume that like, if I needed to improvise a weapon in the house, I just use the kitchen knives. So get the kitchen knives, I guess. You're away, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Just don't go for the bread knife. <laughs> the old ice on that dog. <laughs> Too much back and forth action. You want the proper one. That's what I meant by I'd, I'd die of blood losses. I'd spend so long trying to saw him off that... <laughs> his, his bite would finally work. They just they just find a dead dog that's been half sword through and dead Dan has been half oh, bitten yeah. through. <laughs> looking fucking exhausted. <laughs> it looks like he died wrecked. <laughs> we'll call this one a tie. <laughs> okay. I guess uh I guess now that we've figured out how we'd kill a dog, I guess we can end episode 33 of Morning Brew. I forgot to introduce the show. Uh-oh. That's fine. If you're listening, you're gonna listen regardless. It's been episode 33 of Morning Brew. I've, of course, been Adam Sheridan. I'm Stephen Burke. You're going to have to re-record this now. I'm Daniel Purcell. Of course, you can, of course, you can follow us on Instagram at Media Suplex, Twitter at Media Suplex, any other social site you can think of. It's probably there at Media Suplex, including Patreon. Woo. You can follow me at Swagger Gills. You can follow Stephen at Adam Burkock. And you can follow Dan at Mr. Daniel Purcell, all on Twitter, where we're probably just shit posting and posting Simpsons memes, to be honest. Yeah, baby. I think the last thing I posted was Colin Farrell's cock. So, this has been episode 33. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.